This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the NBA Finals. Game two is over, and we're ready to break it down. It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7, the game. That's right, it is Warriors Wrap Up here from Oracle Arena after the Golden State Warriors take down the Cleveland Cavaliers 122-103 to in Game 2 to take a commanding 2-0 lead as they will head back to Cleveland. Of course, Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo, Smart Home Security, Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson, I'm Chris Townsend. We're going to be joined by a cast of characters. John Dickinson <laughs> will stop by, the coach, Kerry Keating, when he gets done doing a little television as we'll break this one down. But uh, this basically, to me, guys, was just not a fair fight tonight. The Cavaliers just uh, were never going to really be in it, and it was a far different. I mean, you didn't have the the – heroic effort of LeBron James like we saw in game one and just really you know there are times where Cleveland stayed close but in the end they just they don't have enough and LeBron who's such an amazing player gets the ball to all these open guys they can't make shots and if you can't make shots you know when Steph Curry has as many three-pointers as your entire team you've got zero chance of beating the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, this was the game I think Cleveland feared. You let game one slip away or you have your chances in game one and you don't take advantage, and then you come back in game two, and this is kind of what you didn't want to happen, and that is a a good, solid Golden State Warriors win. On the one hand, I want to look at this game as a positive for Cleveland. I mean, they were hanging in, they were hanging in, but... Every time it got to seven or eight or nine, the Warriors would hit a three or they'd get a stop, make a play, get a stop, make a play, and it ballooned back up to double digits. So even though the Cavs were were hanging around, I mean, they never made a serious run late enough in the game to make anyone think the outcome was in doubt. And I'm, I'm going to just say it because I, I feel it. I was in the building. There's nothing like when Steph Curry is leading the brigade, and that's what he did. 9-17 from three, broke a record. I believe it was Ray Allen's record. Uh, ended up with Nine 33 points. Game, yeah. He's leading the Warriors, and he was aggressive with 26 field goal attempts. And it's phenomenal to watch. They're two games away from, from – um, you know, getting that back-to-back title and solidify them and uh, in NBA history. I'm excited. But real quick, you talked about LeBron James. The Cavs, Steiny, are 8 of 32 from three off passes from one LeBron James. That's terrible. That's not going to get it done. And tonight, LeBron only shot 20 times. Only 20 times, Steiny. And I know he's the quarterback, the Peyton Manning. 
if you're going to beat the Warriors, LeBron, if he's listening, you need to shoot 30 to 33 times for me. You think he's listening? No. Well, it's, <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he probably he took 32. Hey, LeBron, if you are listening, we'd love to hear from you at 888 20 shots. The Warriors love that, right, Stoney? It depends. You'll go straight to the front of the line. I mean, he took 32 in game one and they lost. There's no one way to beat the Warriors. I mean, he's trying to get you at 13 assists. I mean, he's trying to play the right way. I, I don't I don't even begin to criticize LeBron James because he's the furthest thing from the problem. Every game he's got to go in and try to figure out what he's got, what he's playing with on that particular night. That's what he's got to try to do. And from one night to the next, he has no clue what he's going to get out of anybody. And he got nothing. Uh, you know, I mean, base. I mean, I guess a little bit. I mean, from Kevin here's Love. the other thing. I mean, so, so he's trying to get other guys involved. They're not really hitting shots. Okay, so go ahead and try to go one on one and take more shots. It's not going to work. It's not going to work because the Warriors are just going to be laying and laying waiting for him. And Draymond picked LeBron up earlier. As, uh, as our guy Tim helped us out, too, with that. They picked him up a bit earlier. Not saying it worked, but uh, you look at the box score, he had 29 points, one uh, rebound away from a triple-double. But Steph Curry, he rocked the house tonight. Yeah, I mean, where they shoot 41.7% from three, and they only turn the ball over 12 times, I mean, that's the thing. It's like they turned it over 10. The Warriors only turned it over 12. So the efficiency from the floor, the efficiency beyond the arc, and the fact that you're not turning the ball over, and just you can't say it enough. I mean, watching this game early, I want to say that the Cleveland missed like three or four floaters that looked like pretty easy shots. Bunnies. I mean, yeah, we can talk about the Warriors playing great defense, but the way LeBron moves the ball around the floor, he hits these guys, they're wide open, and you just look, they just they're just they're just not efficient. They're not good shooters. They're not it's not a good offensive team outside of LeBron and I guess you say a little bit of Kevin Love. George Hill hit a couple. He was three for six from How about J.R. Smith? He's awful. Two a nine. He was a one for four from three, scored five points. He, I mean, that's all you get out of him when you think that this was going to be like a redemption game after his snafu just in game terrible. one. I mean, this team, like we talked about it many times, that this team is just they don't have the firepower to play with the Warriors. And tonight, I mean, you're going to miss this many open looks. I mean, you got no shot. No, they don't. And, you know, there was a sequence I thought that was very – telling at the end of the third quarter Uh, LeBron James as usual does the right thing penetrates kicks it out to Jeff Green who's got a wide open three (laughs) he misses it the Warriors come down and David West makes a three from the corner I mean if David West is making threes (laughs) but your guy supposedly uh, a good offensive player Jeff Green isn't making threes or isn't making any shots for that matter I mean, where's Cleveland really going? They they need they need so many players to play well that it's almost inconceivable that it's going to happen. I said it walking over here to a couple of the fans. Is this our last game of the season here at Oracle? If you're asking me, uh, 
I would I would hope that it was, but I don't believe that. And the reason I don't believe that is the fact that Cleveland in game two, after that heartbreaking game one, was down 10, not playing their best game, going to the fourth quarter. And the fact that Cleveland can be on that airplane when they do leave Oakland and say, you know what? We had game one. We had it. So I go to last year, game three. They were up 20, blew the lead. KD hit the shot over LeBron. So I'm going to give Cleveland that benefit of the doubt to get a game and their season's on the line come Wednesday. And from what I've seen, it has not been that just blowout from the beginning yet that the Warriors have put on the Cavs. So we know it's going to be a raucous crowd, and LeBron may be ultra-aggressive. So I don't want to write them off yet. Well, I, w- I'm the, I wouldn't write them off either. you got to see what happens Wednesday. They need to try to win one game. If they win one game Wednesday, it gives meaning to Friday's game at least. That that's the game they have to have clearly on Wednesday. But you, it's not just the it's not just the Curry threes. They they're not taking away the threes and they're not taking away anything inside either. You got to do one or the other. There's no, I mean these numbers are horrifying if you're Cleveland. The Warriors shot 57 percent from the field in an NBA Finals game. Wow, that can't happen. 57 percent, and then. 41, uh, 42% from three range. You can't win that game, not if you're Cleveland. You just can't. They're not, they're not good enough to win a game like that. They didn't force turnovers. Now they got now this rebounding effort tonight was even, so the Warriors made a, an improvement there. There's not one thing on this stat sheet that I find encouraging if I were a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. I really I, There's nothing there that I see. And I hope I didn't sound like I was criticizing the King when I said he should have shot more. But just echoing what Steiny's talking about, what else do you have? Who They're 9 of 32 on passes from LeBron from three. Wide open threes, they're not making them. And they're not skilled enough probably to make them on a consistent basis. So LeBron is all that they have. If it's me, I need more LeBron. He didn't look tired tonight, but it looked like he was picking and choosing and he wasn't going to the rack all the time like he was getting game one and it might have been because he was pissed off on what happened with game one but I'm just saying game three we're going to see LeBron at his finest well I hope or we're not going to have a whole lot of competitive we're seeing LeBron at his finest right now right now it doesn't get any better I mean he's 51 8 and 8 okay so now he's saying next game all right let me try to get teammates involved so he goes 10 for 20 and he has 13 assists and they get blown out I mean, it's not his fault. He's playing. He's playing phenomenally. I mean, he can't do anymore. He really can't. So, it, I mean, it's kind of like what Clay Thompson was saying uh, in the in the West Conference Final. But you know what? When when he was saying he walked out with his uniform on when he was a young player, LeBron, he's laying it all out there. He can go home and look in the mirror and hold his head high. It's not his fault. This is happening. The real. The real crime is that he's going to lose the finals this year. And he's going to pay the price for it in terms of his reputation. And people are going to hold it against him. And they're going to use it to uh, denigrate him a little bit or, or bring him down a couple notches in terms of the greatest players. And to me, that's just unfair. I mean, it's just you put Michael Jordan on this team, they ain't winning. They ain't winning with Michael Jordan, period. So I'm not holding it against LeBron James that he's got a terrible, terrible 
pro uh, supporting cast. So he passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for second all-time in scoring in NBA Finals history. Only Jerry West, who didn't win a whole heck of a lot in the finals, but only Jerry West uh, has scored more. Yeah, and it's it's funny that here we have people comparing LeBron and Michael Jordan all the time, and it's just it's happening to them at different times in their career. You know, now he is at a point to where he is playing the best basketball he has ever played and he has no chance. Well, back in the day when Michael Jordan was lighting up the scoreboard like a Christmas tree, he had no chance when he was, I mean, this wasn't even the finals. He couldn't get past certain teams, whether it was the Celtics or the Pistons, because he didn't have anybody. You got to, you get. If you're going to go hero ball, especially against the Warriors, if you're going to play one against five, you're going to get drilled. Well, you're going to get drilled anyway, but. Well, yeah, and I hate that term, hero ball. I really do. And I'm not, I don't know if you're saying that's what LeBron's playing. No, that's not what he's playing. Like tonight, I mean, he knew tonight, I mean, he put a 51 and loss. And I'm sure there was talk about, hey, we got to get, he's got to get guys going. So if he would, all those great passes that he had early, if those shots start to drop, maybe things change. But they didn't. And then they have no chance. I mean, the other guy's got to contribute, yeah. too. Kevin Love was the only other guy that remotely showed up. He played hard, 7-18 from the field. But I told you, my favorite uh, moment tonight, and I don't know if I missed a memo, a bulletin, but when did the whole arena know to chant MVP when J.R. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was – how did they – what did we miss? How did they know to who, – who set it up? Because you know that what? That was – and he said – it's better than them not acknowledging me at all. He just said that at the podium, JR. Well, it happened right in front of us where we were sitting. Which, that was awesome. What would we call this basket right here? Would that be the... Just say the one by the Warriors bench. The one by the Warriors <laughs> bench. All right. So we're behind that basket. And that's because he was shooting at the other basket and the thunder sticks are going. So they couldn't hear it. We heard it right in front of us. And we all in the media, we just started dying laughing. Yeah, social that, media's got a hold of it. That it's was very goals. funny. It was pretty funny. It was also good when they, they cheered him during... Uh, lineup introductions too, so that was that was clever. <laughs> that was clever by the Warrior fans. Got to give it to them. Yeah, and he was a he was a complete no show tonight. Two and nine. Yeah, thirty one minutes and seven seconds. Two for nine. One for four. Scored five points. Doesn't play any defense, and that's just. Um, you know, I wish we were talking about a competitive game. I mean, it's the NBA Finals. It's the greatest stage for the NBA, but it is what it is. It's a blowout, 122 to 103, and Steph Curry was fabulous. He sets the record for most threes in a game, and in a Finals game with nine, he finishes with 33 points. And just, you know, the old strength in numbers. I mean, collectively as a group, they're just so far superior. Yeah, they got something out of JaVale McGee tonight when the early too. The first, the first, you know, we talked about that. What he can bring, you know, because we know how Steph can light this building. Throw it up to that vicinity, and he'll go get it. That's the thing about JaVale can light this this uh, arena up. I'm sure he was happy after the Houston series that the Cavs were of the ticket, and uh, you know, Coach Kerr can find minutes for him. But I'll tell you what, just back to Steph. He's driving home or wherever he is. He'll never say it. We'll never know. He's feeling real good about these two games because he's been a big, big part of it, and there's a prize, and then there's that other prize that I know guys like him don't really care about, but they do, and that's that NBA Finals MVP trophy, and right now, he uh, is golf. You guys like to golf. The leader in the clubhouse. How come you're more concerned with him getting an MVP than anyone else? Because 
I'm different one. And good things <laughs> good things happen to good people and Steph is a good person from what I see and Nobody really rubbed it in when he didn't get them before. Not saying he deserved them, but he had been injured. And I think it's about time with Kevin Durant coming and Steph allowing him to come into Oakland and share the ball and give some of his game up. It's about time that Steph has that moment. And I'm telling you, fellas, I just feel it, Steiny. I just felt it at the start of this series. It was his time. And thus far, you know, the production is there. And I think that's where we're going to where he's finally going to get that quote-unquote monkey off his back. And it may not mean nothing to him in the grand scheme of things. He said it, but – I know it does, and he he deserves it, and he's out there balling right now. He's going to get it. Well, I'm looking at Durant. 10 for 14 tonight for 26 points. Curry 11 for 26. That's Durant's a, more efficient yeah. by a long shot. I'm looking at five turnovers by Curry. Look at Durant. Nine rebounds, seven assists. Woo, Durant's still knocking on the door. He's still knocking on the door. Steph and better not play poorly on game three. Otherwise, that, that, that's, there's pressure. There Steph is Curry pressure. doesn't have to win a finals MVP. I'm not. Come on. Come on. He's, won, say, he's won the one that he's won two MVPs. But First when you have okay, MVP, he's for Steph, when you have He's the Joe Montana's, the Jerry Rice's, they've done it on the big stage. He's done it. On, he's going to have three rings in four years, for God's sake. And how many MVP finals? What does that matter? It's not going to change. Just, I would, just something to knock down. Okay, so when, so, so when he's doing his uh, speech at the Hall of Fame, are you going to think, well, he didn't get that one not thing? But no. when he tells his daughters, hey, Daddy, you know, in the NBA finals, I was the MVP. If that floats your boat, that's fine. I think Steph. It ain't uh, just me either. It ain't just me. There's a there's a lot of people that want Steph to get that uh, trophy. Oh, I bet. I mean, he's. You know, I saw Rick Barry tonight, and I think you think of the greatest warrior of all time was Rick Barry, and then now Steph has surpassed that, and, and what he means to this franchise, what he means. You know, it's one thing like, it's one thing to have that great player because we've you know we've seen. In the Bay Area, teams have that great player or have great players, but you really didn't know much about them. You know, Steph is the one guy because just the way social media and the way that, you know, they don't have the privacy that they used to. We know, and his wife, obviously, with television and her family, we know more about the Currys than uh, I don't than probably any other Bay Area, Bay Area athletes' family than ever before, and we've gotten the glimpse from the parents to the kids uh, to the his siblings. I mean, we know all about them, what special people they are, and that that for us plays into the fact of how much we want every we want all good for Steph Curry in his career. Some people know more about him than others. For example, I didn't realize that Aisha was pregnant. My daughters told me that she was pregnant. And I said, how do you know that? Said, Everybody knows Aisha's pregnant right now. Did you? Right now? Yeah. yeah. You I, don't, yeah. I didn't know that. I've actually had beers with her dad. No. Really? How about that? Yeah. I got a buddy who's, uh, they've actually been in our restaurant in Walnut Creek. And so oh, I, nice. yeah. So Aisha's parents, I've met, I've met the dad. He actually came out to the tree house. No way. Yes. Well, he's just part of the family. Aisha's dad has come it. out to the tree house at the A's game. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So I've, That's ex- awesome. wow. I've actually broke a little bread and, uh, and had a couple beers with, uh, with, with her pops. Chris Curry. <laughs> Chris Curry. <laughs> 
You know, that wouldn't be a bad family to join. That uh, that wouldn't be a bad. But it's special times. It's a 122-103 victory, and you're going back to Cleveland. They're going back a desperate team. You know, Matt, you said it best after game one to where they have to win. They they're, In their minds, they had to win five games. But now you're leaving here. Not only did you feel like you had to win five games to win the finals, now you're going back 0-2. You are going back 0-2, but, but at least you're going home. And... This is typically the game, game three, where the home team is going to give it their best shot. And, yeah, they had a shot at game one, but this is going to be in their building. They're going to have the crowd behind them. And this is going to be the tough game for the Warriors to get. This is the one they got last year, though, uh, when Durant hit the dagger over LeBron and essentially won that series. Uh, I think this is going to be a tough game for the Warriors. Uh, I think they're going to face more adversity in this game than they did in either of the first two games uh, in in terms of them having to to play. They really have to be focused because, like I said, J.R. Smith is likely not to go two for nine. He he might make some shots. Kevin Love may make – Jeff Green may even make a basket that means something. You know, so – We'll we'll see. I mean, you expect Cleveland to play better, but the thing about the Warriors that they've proven is they can win anywhere. Anywhere. You know, something that we can bring up a little bit later, too, is on Cleveland's side, will, will there be a dark cloud over the next two games? Because this could be LeBron James leaving again. So there's going to be a lot of questions when he goes back home. Because right here, when you're here, for the most part, nobody cares. Now you're going to go back to Cleveland and everybody's going to wonder, is this the last two games? What is going to happen with his team potentially losing in four, losing in five, knowing what he has left in the tank and what Cleveland has? He doesn't love the owner. He came back. He got his hometown. Well, he's from Akron, but he got the hometown Cleveland a, a, a title. I wonder if that cloud, and that, that may play well, great for the Warriors if we're talking about a sweep. So to think that, oh, they're all in and they're going to at least get one, I don't know what the atmosphere is going to be like because there's big questions about his future in Cleveland. Yeah, I think that'll surface in Game 4 if they lose Game 3. I think they got to go play Game 3 as if everything's normal and everything's fine. So I expect – I don't think that will be a narrative – for game three, but if they lose game three, it's definitely going to be the theme heading into game four. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I feel like that cloud is here since it's the national media. I feel like, you know, after the losses pile up, it becomes louder. But uh, LeBron came in here knowing this might be his last series in Cleveland. There's no fiber in my body that doesn't think he's on the first thing smoking. And he's so good, the balance of power in the NBA basically follows his decision on uh, where he decides to go and play. It won't be in Cleveland. Warriors wrap-up is brought to you by Arlo Smart Home Security. Warriors with the win in game two, 122 to 103. They take that commanding 2-0 lead. We are going to hear from Clay and Steph. They have just been at the podium. I haven't heard it. You haven't heard it. But we're hearing from our guys back in the studio some classic stuff coming your way right here on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Play dribbles on J.R. Smith, pulls up for a three, and he knocked it 
down in transition. Yesterday, I thought there was a uh, question about whether he would actually even play. Overnight, he got he got much better. He had a good training session with our staff this morning, and um, he was ready to roll, and he said he felt good out there. Back to Curry. He'll quick release. It's up. It's good, and he got fouled. He got fouled by Kevin Love. Curry! He was tremendous, and uh, you know, nine threes, and seemed to hit a big shot every time we needed one. Um, but yeah, he was fantastic. Now back to Warriors wrap up on the home of every Warriors playoff game, ninety-five-seven. The game. Warriors with the win, 122-103 to in Game 2. Steve Kerr brought to you by Farah. Check out Farah.com and discover a new way to sell your home that's completely free for sellers. Steve Kerr was feeling pretty good today. You could tell on the sidelines. Life is good for the Golden State Warriors as they head back to Cleveland, and it's a two-zip lead. Yeah, the Warriors did exactly what they wanted tonight. I think they... I think they took advantage of, of kind of the game one situation and rolled it over into into game two. And they didn't they, – they were in control of this game from the start. Cleveland never had the lead in this game. And that, that was, I think – it's exactly what Cleveland didn't want. Cleveland needed to be in this game. They needed to pressure the Warriors. They needed the Warriors to at least feel some pressure that Cleveland could play with them. And I'm not sure the Warriors think Cleveland can play with them now because they they win a game by 20 points tonight. So Cleveland's going to go back home. They're going to try to play better. They're going to try to shoot better. They probably will. But again, the Warriors, their talent level is so dramatically better than the than the Cavaliers it it really how, how do you they got to beat them four out of five Towney right now good luck yeah that's the way it feels yeah and when you talk about possible dynasty and the best teams you look at the home record in the in the postseason and the Warriors have that the last two postseasons when Steph Curry Clay and KD scored 10 points in the first half they're eight no and I mean everything you you can look at is just growing it's like they're just pouring water on their greatness and pretty soon it's going to be Cleveland had a chance but they let it go to come in this building and beat the Warriors on their home court is going to be damn near impossible as this thing just keeps going and going and going all right we're going to head to the podium brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers keep it real make it Nations here's Clay and Steph at the podium and Clay was asked which of Steph's threes was his favorite? Probably the one that stands out the most to probably all you guys and everyone in this arena when he was uh, about seven seconds on the clock and just kept going backwards. I don't know why, but um, (laughs) he just threw it up and I don't think he had any chance of going in, but that was kind of like a dagger shot and just gave us all the momentum back. I think we went up 14 points, so that was my favorite and hit nothing but net and uh, that was just a very good sight to see. Steph, why do you attempt shots where you're going backwards and nobody seems to understand what the heck it is you're doing out there? And how deflating is it to the opponent when those go through the hoop? I mean, that situation, I was trying to get some space. I thought I had a layup at first, and I fumbled the ball and then tried to see where the the, uh, defense was, and Kevin Love was right on me, and I actually lost a dribble for a hot second. And the only way to get a shot was to keep going back and... I mean, 
I try all sorts of shots at some point or another, but at that point, it's just it's just feel and let it go. And thankfully, it went in. And uh, a big moment where we had a significant lead, we could extend it a little bit and create some some separation down the stretch. And it was a, it was a cool moment for sure. Mark on the right side. Clay, Mark, Medina, Bay Area News Group. Uh, first, how's your ankle holding up overall, and what do you think was key in being able to play through that and have the kind of game you had? Uh, being on the training table for it felt like three straight days, some I'm not used to, but at this point in the season, any means necessary, and the ankle feels great. I won't do much tomorrow, and I'll do a little bit Tuesday, but um, to conserve all I got for Wednesday, uh, because um, I don't want to play with it, you know. It's uh, something that you just you use a lot. I didn't know I don't realize how much you use your ankle till you hurt it. But um, I'm gonna should have asked me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that. So the side and left. Hi, Rick Tittle with 95.7 The game. It seemed. Right from the tip-off, you guys were completely focused. Everybody was on the same page. It was like serious business. Like you weren't going to leave anything left from the other game. I mean, we watched the film, and uh, obviously from game one, LeBron had an amazing night. Uh, but a lot of it was just um, a lack of kind of sense of urgency early in possessions to try to just be physical. Uh, Clay, Draymond, and Katie especially were were huge, you know, in that transformation uh, in, to game two with just putting up a little bit of resistance and just trying to make them work. Um, and we we still had some slip ups and things we can correct going into game three, but energy and effort and physicality and um, all that from the jump was was pretty you know dialed in, and it gave us a lot of momentum and confidence uh, to. You know, have a better start to the game and then sustain that over 48 minutes for sure. Anthony, third row on the side. Anthony Slater with the Athletics. Steph, you've kind of you've always had that kind of pass and scatter to the corner three in your repertoire, but suddenly, really since the middle of the Houston series, you're doing it a ton. Uh, what sparked that, and, and why is it working so well? We've been doing that for a long time. It's just, just everything's under a microscope in, in the playoffs, and especially how teams guard us. Um, you know, with a lot of switching and things like that, you got to find different ways to create space. You can't – ISOs are, are great, and um, and we have guys that are capable of doing that all across the board. But when we keep the ball moving and keep bodies moving, good things usually happen. So um, I think that's – when we were dialed in offensively, we were, were really uh, – you know, efficient with with getting into the paint, kicking it out, finding an open guy. Whether it's me, you know, relocating to the corner, or Clay coming off a pin down, or uh, Draymond getting an open three. Um, you know, we've been pretty locked into that to that type of uh, offense for sure. Rachel in the fourth row. Clay, you said yesterday that you'd never taken a painkiller shot. Is that still true today? Yes. <laughs> Steph, can you talk about uh, Clay's resiliency physically? I mean, he—it's uh, the, it's the finals. I know he's gonna give it every every shot to uh, get his body right. Um, little known fact: I think the was that what's today Sunday, so Friday he was getting treatment and still tried to manage to walk out to the court and take a couple shots just to keep his rhythm. Um, but he didn't do much movement. It shows you kind of how much he loves the game um, and wants to be out there for for us as a team and for himself and enjoy this moment. So. Um, 
it's great to have him out there. And I know these next 40 hour, 48 hours are big for him to, to keep uh, keep getting recovery and treatment and, and all that to, to be ready for game three. Front row. Uh, for both you gentlemen, uh, Ryan Leong from Associated Press Broadcasting. You guys have always talked about being locked in and knowing where you are now in the finals, up 2-0. Just how focused are you guys knowing going into game three that could be the turning point for the series? We're extremely focused. This team has been down 2-0 the last series and came back to win it. So it's nothing to feel happy about being up 2-0. Um, uh, this team plays great at home, and we expect their other guys to even play better at home too, not just LeBron. So... Uh, we're not going to relax at all because this team's been a down and out before and counted out by the media. And we're not going to focus on that. We're just going to focus on what we can do to win game three. Art, over here. Um, around here, we know what Draymond does in. in Draymond. 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 <laughs> I, I dropped the D. Uh, Art Spander. Anyway. Whoa. What didn't we see? <laughs> he. he, he he went out and, and covered uh, LeBron. What don't we see that Draymond does so effectively on defense? I mean, you see it all. He's everywhere. Uh, he's a defensive player of the year for a reason. Um, he loves those challenges. Loves being in in the fight every possession. Um, and he just finds ways to not only if it's a one-on-one matchup get a stop, but plug holes in the defense all over the court. So um, I don't know what le- much left he has in the tank on that end that did anybody hasn't seen. He just continually does it over and over and over again at a high level, um, making you know strong defensive plays to to help us get stops and and uh, you know be the defensive team that we've been all you know these these last three four years and. Uh, in this playoff run, uh, that's why the numbers look so good, and why we, we why we do what we do. Michael, uh, Michael Lee, Yahoo Sports. Uh, Steph, at the end of the third quarter, uh, looked like you tripped um, after you uh, missed the three, and you stood up. and got in Kendrick Perkins' face. I just want to know what would lead a six three guy to get in somebody six ten's face and start talking smack, and did that do anything uh, to get you fired up for the final quarter? Much ado about nothing. <laughs> good movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. All right, we got a lot to react to there as the Warriors beat the Cavaliers in game two, 122 to 103. We'll react. I'm not buying exactly what Steph had to say about Kendrick Perkins. We're hearing that uh, may have been a foot put out there. That's not weak. good. Kendrick is weak. You're not playing. Yeah, Sit you're not down. even in the game. Sit your ass down. That and so much more to talk about right here on the home of the Golden State Warriors. That's 95 7 the game. more playoff games we're going to have here on the home of the Warriors 95-7 the game it is Warriors wrap up after the Warriors win game one 122 to 103 and of course all Warriors wrap up broadcasts are brought to you by Arlo smart home security how much we got left goo uh I'm gonna I'm give Braun one I think we'll have one more game one more game here at the palace I, I'm not gonna go against you on that I just 
I'm going to be very interested to see how, like, they go back to Cleveland. They're down 2 nothing, And as you like to say on Steiny and Guru, let's put the rat on the table. The rat on the table is the future of LeBron James. There's no way people in Cleveland feel like this series is, we got a real shot here, right? They're going to cheer like no tomorrow. But they were the biggest underdogs. They knew that going in. They're now down 0-2. And I just wonder if the storyline of LeBron James' future will be bigger than what we're going to see in the next two games, worried about what's going to happen with him, because they know if he leaves, they become absolutely irrelevant again. I, I don't think that'll be an issue going into game three. I really don't. I, I think Cleveland goes home down 2-0. Even though we're looking at it from the Warrior perspective, it looks like they're going to roll the Cavaliers in this series. The reality is LeBron James says, well, the Warriors did what they had to do. So now we come back and win the next two, and we'll take our chances uh, to win a game in Oakland in game five and seven. And it, it might sound hollow to us, but – that's the only thing they have left, and they're going to use it, I'm sure. And, and they're going to be tougher to beat in Cleveland. But I do think the the residue of Game One will be all over by then. I think I think there was residue. I think there was Game One residue tonight. I really do. Once they get back to Cleveland, now it's like. It's in the rearview mirror. You're down 2-0. You got to win Game Three. I think it'll just be a normal Game Three in Cleveland, with the crowd amped up and and the and the team trying to take advantage of that. This is so not reality, but just to piggyback off of that, had Cleveland won Game One and the game went the way it went tonight, I felt like they would have used that house money and would have just played freely to where they this game would have been a lot closer to the final buzzer than what we saw. But the fact is, you go back game three, we're going to see an ultra-aggressive LeBron. I mean, this is it. This is the series because against Boston, on the road, I didn't even recognize the Cavs. I said they were done. And then they go home and look like the, the, the Showtime Lakers. So the Warriors are going to have their work cut out for them. They're up 2-0. And I don't think LeBron wants to go out to this. Warrior team uh, in four, being that it's his last year uh, in Cleveland. But it's not LeBron. We know he's going to show. It's the cast of characters that are giving him nothing. Jeff Green and J.R. Smith, after the debacle, were embarrassing tonight. They didn't show up. Draymond Green was out the podium and talking about Clay Thompson, who has never missed a postseason game in his career. We know how tough he is. Here is Draymond talking about Clay. I thought there was no chance he was playing tonight. Uh, I mean, I saw him walking yesterday and saw his ankle, and I'm like, yeah, there's no chance he's playing. Um, and sure enough, I'm like, man, you good? And he like, y'all yeah, be fine. I'm playing. I'll, I'll be fine. Right. <laughs> nah, he ain't playing. You, you can say that, but there's no chance. I even texted Nick Young yesterday like, hey, man, I need big minutes out of you tomorrow because Clay ain't playing. And he was like, what? All right, I got you. And sure enough, I text him earlier today, and I'm like, hey, man, you good? He's like, yeah, I'm good. How your ankle feeling? A lot better. Of course, Clay's lying. That's just who Clay is. But, um, I mean, he came out there and gutted through it. Like, even if you saw him take the first layup he took in warm-ups and ran back to the locker room, I'm like, yeah, he ain't going to have it. Sure enough, he did. And, I mean, that's just 
of my microcosm of who he is. One of the toughest guys, if not the toughest guy I've ever, I've ever played with. And he'll never get credit for it um, because he's not going to physically beat you up, but one of the toughest, if not the toughest guy, for sure. No, I think he gets credit. I think everybody who watches this team on a daily basis, you know, there's a there, there's a lot of greatness and there's a lot of antics. I think we all know how special Clay Thompson is to this group. I, I maybe outside of the market, and if you don't watch the Warriors on a daily basis, you think of Clay as a scorer and a shooter. But I think we all know in this run where we're talking about the Warriors being a dynasty, it is big that. His defense and the way he brings it on both sides of the floor, and he's been doing it for years. So I, I think everybody around here truly knows how tough he really is. No doubt. And all you got to do is look at his games played. This was the year that he missed the most games, and it was nine. And he wanted to come back sooner from that thumb injury. He wanted to come back maybe three or four games ahead of when he did. So he's a very, very durable player. And it's funny – He's the one guy who the Warriors don't really bubble wrap. You know what I mean? He he plays all the time. He practices all the time. He's one of the he's one of the four who's playing in the summers because of the Olympics and all that kind of stuff. He's just he's just he's a player. That's what he does. He just loves to play basketball, and it shows. I mean, it really does. He's a he's a different kind of guy, and he's a, he's a different kind of player. I I think he's I I think those guys are telling the truth. I don't think they're just saying that that he's tough. I mean, he is. That's clear. And forget Robert Downey Jr. I mean, Clay is the Iron Man of the Golden State Warriors. Oh, God, that's terrible. That just came to my head. <laughs> I mean, this guy, you can count on him. If he does a lot, you know, defense and offense. Uh, and the guy you just, I think they take for granted. And the fact that Draymond, I really believe, sent that text to Swaggy P. What about him? He had to get happy. Oh, they need me. And then you come to the stadium and, oh, Clay's ready to go. Because Nick Young's. Yeah, Nick Young. <laughs> he was awesome. He was terrible. I love you, Nick. But yeah, he... O for five from the field. Dude, wide o open for looks. four from the three. fans want it. He can't. God. Sometimes I I think of some of the greats. <laughs> I think of Chris Mullin. I think of Tim Hardaway. We saw Rick Barry tonight. I think of Charles Barkley. I think of Stockton. <laughs> I think of Malone. And then I think, I wonder what they think when Nick Young's going to get his championship ring this year. I mean, it's about, a cruel, yeah. cruel game. Put it that way. Yeah, some of the great players, Hall of Famers, and they don't have rings. And people like to always throw it in their face, too. I know, I know. I always don't like that. And now Nick Young will be able to throw it in John Stockton's face. Carl and Malone. Malone. Look what I got, guys. <laughs> Look what I got. Warriors with the win, 122-103. to 103. We got the coach, Kerry Keating, in makeup looking good. And I believe John I Dickinson. John Dickinson, I believe, is going to be joining us also. Oh, yeah, we got everybody rolling as we're breaking down game two. It's Warriors Wrap Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. He's a big shot taker, big shot maker, tough shot taker, and tough shot maker. And he did that tonight. Um, you know, the one where he was falling away, I'm not necessarily say surprised about that, but it's like, oh, man, he really got it going. But 
Uh, I mean, we've seen this before, you know, where he completely just takes the game over with his scoring ability. And, you know, he did that tonight, and it came at a great time for us because they really had it going to start that second half. They had a really good third quarter. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on the home of every Warriors playoff game, 95-7 The Game. The great Raymond Ritter, vice president, one of the vice presidents of the Golden State Warriors, just reminded us with a win in Cleveland, the core players, Steph, Clay, and Draymond Green, will have 19 straight series with a road victory that will tie the Heatles for the all-time record, which... That does mean a lot, winning all these games and doing as well as they have, but winning games on the road, being as dominant as they've been. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security, Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson, and the coach, Kerry Keating, is joining us after being on television. Uh, coach, uh, just your impressions of, of what you saw tonight in this game. I was really impressed by KD, I thought. I thought, obviously, Steph stood out. What he did in the fourth quarter after uh, did he throw up a goose egg? I think in the third quarter did he not. I don't think Steph scored in the third quarter, and came out just 16 in the fourth just to put the hammer on it. After the Cavs did a relatively good job of stopping the third quarter onslaught that we're used to the Warriors having, and Katie was you know relatively speaking compared to his first game performance extremely efficient, as we mentioned off air when Raymond was up along now with Wilt, uh, Kareem. Adrian Dantley, James Worthy, one of only five players to have two finals games where they score 25 points and shoot 70% from the floor. So he's done it twice now, did it once last year, and again, obviously again tonight. And that's important because it came within the flow of the offense. They, they got the assists that they needed. They kept the turnovers in a reasonable number. 12 or less is usually a pretty good number, and obviously coming off the great performance from a turnover standpoint to offset the offensive rebounding deficit. Rebounded fairly well. I mean, you really can't complain too much about it because you didn't get game one LeBron in game two. And I thought it was pretty evident from the jump that, that he was, I think, fatigued from a mental standpoint. I don't think physically he can ever really get fatigued at this point, proven what he's done throughout the year. I think mentally it was the first time I really kind of got, got the feeling. Watching him in the post-game press conference felt as much as also that. I think mentally that game one is going to take another – loss like it did tonight from the get over to really come back and try to now have to get two because all he really wanted to do was get this thing back here in game five two two however it happened there was a play in the gosh i think it was the first half he had a two-on-one and i want to say it was with tristan thompson and i think he thought about hitting him early didn't and then kind of took it to the basket himself, got caught in between. They didn't score. And I almost texted Dickinson at that point. It's like he he knows. Yeah. Like he just knows. He can't he can't get it done with these guys. And so it was just a play where he he normally just would have done the right thing and given it to Tristan Thompson. But I think he knew Tristan Thompson wasn't in a perfect position and in the, you know how they say your life flashes in front of your eyes before you die? He figured out if he gave it to him in the wrong spot, he wasn't going to be able to finish, so he would take it himself, try to do something. It turned out to be a little harder than he thought. He ends up missing. Draymond Green gets the rebound, and the Warriors are going up at the other end. And that was what just one play. What you just said made me remember it. It just feels like he's... He knows. I said the same thing as I was watching the game. I got that feeling from him like... All right, what I just did in game one, 
And forget about what happened at the end of the game and obviously the George Hill miss and JR's, I don't even know what you want to call that, mental mistake. But, you know, there's, there's only so much he can do. And he did literally almost everything humanly possible in game one. And I think that's why early on in this game you saw him really deferring and trying to get other guys involved. And I, what I was thinking was he may not get 50 tonight, but he may get 25 in the second half after trying to get these guys going because they, they have to get someone else involved. And, and what, what, eight for 32 on threes that, that he, he assist. potentially assisted on. So he was trying to, like, okay, let me give this a shot. Because I tried it this way in game one, and that didn't work out so well. And I can't possibly do that again. Can I put up 55 and are we going to win or lose? Let me get these other guys involved. And then, then plays like that and these guys missing open shots. And I, I, the other thing, too, that I, and, and I don't want to jump too far ahead, I thought Ty Lue pulling him with 430 left in the game was – a little on the early side. I, I I don't think they can come back and win the game, but I think that's an early concession that I think LeBron is basically feeling the mental, like you're basically telling these guys there's no way we can beat them. You know, 430 and what was that? I think it was a 13 or 14 points. Well, and, That's and, early pull, I think, in the finals. And I saw some writer said that LeBron wasn't happy about it. Like yeah, he wanted he came to stay out, he had on. something to say to somebody, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a spat or anything like that. No, but it, I, I could see how you know LeBron is so into optics and things like that. He probably didn't even want Lou portraying to anybody that the, he thought this game was yeah. over. So let LeBron play till the two minute mark, right? Something like that, maybe. <laughs> now, uh, Stoudy told me I was being critical of LeBron. I didn't think so because I hold him in high regard. But twenty shot attempts to me, you know what you're doing and who you're playing with. You know who your teammates are and what they can and cannot do. That was on display in game one, and I just thought he was on his 10 speed tonight. You know, I'll go here, I'll go there, but you got to know you're down 1-0, not 2-0. This 20 should be 35 to me. It, does that sound like I'm being critical? Can a guy average 50 a game? I mean, no, like- I'm just – you, you got to read the room. You, you you know what your well, teammates are and what they're capable of. See, I think of. he did read the room. He tried to. I think he I think he tried to read the room. He knows he can't win by himself. So now he's going to try to get everybody else involved. You got to give it a game. He gave it a game. I don't know what he does on uh, Wednesday. He knows. It's like uh, Christopher Walken in the dead zone. Remember when? Oh. Uh, ever see that movie? You ever see that movie when Walken, the the guy who ends up who was the killer, he goes into the house and the mom is there, and he the mom grabs him and Walken goes, "You knew, you knew," <laughs> meaning she knew that her her kid had killed a bunch of people. It was, yeah, that's what I thought about. It's late, man. It's late, man. It's that's what happens in blowouts. I've seen the movie. Sub, you know uh, where's Dickinson? <laughs> but he's right. LeBron knows. Oh, uh, God. Kelly shot attempts, though. That's all. Coach, uh, what can they yeah. do? Well, what I can mean, Cleveland do? Make shots. He's got to get a 50-point triple-double. I mean, to give them a chance. Kevin Love ha- had a respectable game tonight with 22-10. and 10. But they have no third option. Jordan Clarkson just forgets oh, that LeBron's man. even on his team and just says, I'm going to get mine. How about this? Jordan Clarkson is owed $27 million over the next two years, by the way. Talk about LeBron being pissed off. You want to send LeBron out the door? I mean, what, what? I don't even know how that even came about, how that's even possible. Or Dan Gilbert. Good I'll tell Lord. you what. It's 
hey, all it does is give you a little bit more respect for the fact that they're here. I, I mean, agree. the fact that they're here, you better respect the fact. All this talk about, oh, he's he's going to be 3-5 and five in the final. Hey, look, eight straight finals, everything before that. But this year, this team, let's not forget – San Francisco Chronicle style. Uh, do you know who made this suit? And was it an attempt with the shorts to psych out your competition in short suits? Uh, Rich Fresh made the suit. He, uh, he's really good. He made it, and you know, Vic, my stylist, obviously got with him to get it made. And then uh, we're not really psyching nobody out. They get a little warm in this room, so these shorts, you know, blow well for me. And then it's a little linen, so it ain't too hot up here right now. But yeah, I think it's a cool look. You like it? Yeah. Appreciation. It means a lot, for sure. Thank you, Draymond. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on the home of every Warriors playoff game. 95-7, the game. Well, that's what happens in blowouts. And it is Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson, 122-103. to And our man, John Dickinson, is up from the locker room and uh, in the press conference room. In the press conference room. And uh, we were talking fashion, J.D. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what that was uh, because I know you guys are interested. It, tonight was let's be seen on camera night what I like to call in the mm. post-game press conference, and this happens in pregame as well, is what happens is you basically have a room full of reporters who... Air quotes. At, J.D. with the air quotes. At the, who their only goal is to get themselves seen on NBA TV and ESPN and any other place where the press conference is televised because they bring the cameras out in the Western Conference Finals and they bring the cameras out in the NBA Finals. So if you raise your hand and you want to ask a question, you've got 50 people raising their hand to ask a question because they want to get a picture of themselves that they can copy and send to mom and send to their sister and maybe their brother might call them and uh so it, it that's what it was tonight uh, in the post kind of like conference. Super Bowl prep it media was hey day. hey let's let's let me let me see if I can be seen tonight. That's that's what it was downstairs. Well, it's also apparently the Chronicle felt a reason to send their style reporter here. And so if their style reporter comes, he got to ask a question. He's here for a reason. 100%. <laughs> and, and that and look, oh, and, and you're wow. right about that. And it's I'm not even and I'm not even diminishing the style reporter from right, the Chronicle right. no, no, with I that. Know, it's, I know, that's I more bigger picture. Right. Uh, but you're right. I mean the fashion and and Draymond Green wearing the the shorts with the suit yeah. and LeBron James wearing the shorts with the suit for a second consecutive game. There was actually another gentleman not the Chronicle fashion reporter who had asked from Vogue had asked Draymond Green if he could if he could have his jacket and suit like like this is what I mean like are you serious yes wow. yes Yes. So I'm not like Welcome I, I died. Finals. I, and that was not the crime. And that was not the crime. Of course. Okay, not. No, that, again, that's a, that is, like you said, a legitimate question. Right. I'm not no coming doubt. down no his doubt. road yeah, at no, all. You're right. But the tenor of the evening down there, big picture, right. was. Let's try and be seen. Which, again, you're like you said, Townie, it happens in blowouts. It happens in the finals. It does become a little bit Super Bowl-ish wow. media day. Uh, but, no, it's that's where we are. Warriors are two wins away from a championship. What do you expect game three, J.D.? 
it's the Cavs' last stand. I mean, they're going home. They've been very good at home. They've only lost one game at home in the playoffs. And it was back, what, in that first-round series against Indiana where they were on the ropes and it looked like maybe they might be going home uh, in that series. But I think what you saw tonight from the Warriors was if Stephen Curry's making shots, I mean, if – if Clay Thompson's making shots, they're unbeatable. I mean, when they're, making, in there too. when they're making yeah. the unguardable shot, you know, those guys, those three, Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry, those guys, when they're making shots, this team is almost unbeatable. And then you throw in the fact that JaVale McGee and Sean Livingston go perfect from the field. And Sean Livingston's perfect from the field in this series. Five for five tonight after four for four. Uh, and in game one, and the, the Warriors just have – they get too many weapons. They really do. And even guys that aren't weapons are greater weapons than maybe the guys that the Cavs have. Well, they are because they get to play with more great players. And the Cavs players only get to play with one. But I, help me out here. What happened in the, the, the first, last year's finals, the Warriors went up 2-0. Do uh, you remember how competitive those games were off the top of your head? Not competitive at all. Right. Game one was not competitive. Right. I want to say they were almost carbon copies yep. of each other. R- right, exactly. So And similar to tonight, I, right. I thought maybe right. one right. of right. them might have been similar to tonight. I thought tonight was competitive. Yeah, I did too. I just thought the Warriors had every answer tonight in big moments, whether it was the David West three uh, that you guys were talking about before I came up here, which was right after – Jeff Green had missed a three. I mean, it's just the Warriors were getting the big shot when they needed to have it tonight. They, they hit every shot when it, oh, hey, look, it's only eight. Might, oh, might be a tie game. Right, and then the Warriors, right. oh, no, it's back to seven. Or, right. you know, might get it down to four. Oh, it's back to 12. That happened all night long. And I think, you know, the story of this game, too, it, it goes back to a couple of the things that the Warriors wanted to see. Uh, coming into this game, which is LeBron making him work a little harder, which I think they did. And, you know, more aggressive rebounding, better defense. I think all those things were true. And then the Warriors got into a rhythm. And, and when they get into a rhythm offensively, I mean, the story of the night is just sometimes you could play great defense for 23 and a half seconds, and Stephen Curry's still going to hit a 30 footer. Or Durant. Durant had another couple tonight where you're just like, jeez. Those little pull-ups. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll drive. Or even in a half up. court, he can – you know, one of the things, since the three-point shot has become more and more prevalent, the one thing I've been watching, and it's it's so accurate, big men are, are okay beyond the three-point line in a catch-and-shoot situation. But big men – if they're in motion or have to take a dribble, they're not nearly as effective from beyond the arc. Durant's the exception as a seven-footer. He He's almost better off a dribble from three-point than a catch-and-shoot three because even if he's going to catch-and-shoot a three, he's still going to probably catch it and assess before he goes right up with the shot. So uh, you're, you're right. I mean, it's it's – it can be so demoralizing playing the Warriors. Yeah, it really can't. Go ahead, Guru. No, I was just going to say after that, uh, I was telling Steiny and Townie, after that heartbreaker that Cleveland suffered in game one, 
we know what this is. The Cavs, LeBron has no help. Did you have a problem with just 20 field goal attempts from him tonight? I think he was taking what the defense gave him. I mean, I, I thought he would knew, and we talked about this before the game. I mean, I, I thought he knew that he had to score. I didn't think he wasn't aggressive. I just think he was making a lot of the right the right plays tonight, and guys just weren't hitting shots. I mean, for me, it wasn't – I don't know. I just – I didn't think he played it softly, if you will, in terms of – or didn't have the energy or was trying to get his teammates involved. I think the Warriors played him differently, and that led to trying to, you know, get rid of the ball, try and get it back, right. or try and have somebody else make a play. I mean, bottom line, you knew he wasn't going to be able to score 50 in every game. Right. I, you know, I do think, again, we're looking at it from the Warriors' point of view, and, and they win game one, and now they win game two handily. Look, the, the, the Cavaliers, th- this game three is, is, is their game. Last year, they were in the same situation. They got up big, if I, if I recall correctly, and then the Warriors came back, and Durant hit the signature shot of the series. Then the Cavaliers ended up blowing them out in game four. Well, you could say the reason they blew him out in Game 4 was because the Warriors had a 3-0 lead and they knew that not much was at stake in terms of, you know, they knew they could win it here or whatever. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not counting the Cavaliers out on Wednesday. They, they've, they haven't been dominated in this series. The Cavaliers have played pretty well. The, the, the Warriors tonight were really good. You got to give them that. They shot fifty-seven percent. Wow! And I think we all agree if the Warriors play well, they're going to beat any team. The one thing that I am stuck with too, though, after two games, is I just don't think that the Cavaliers can do nearly enough on defense to bother the Warriors. Another low turnover game, another high shooting percentage game. I just think the Warriors are extremely comfortable on the offensive end. They're comfortable. They're, they're going to get the shots that they want. They're comfortable that as long as they run the plays that they want and get into the offense that they want, that the pressure defense isn't going to be there to force them into turnovers. They're just going to kind of get whatever they want in certain stretches of the game, and that's going to be the way that they are able to extend leads in this thing. They're just very comfortable. This isn't the Houston Rockets bothering uh, the Golden State Warriors with their defense and their physicality. Well, the three of us all watched the game together, and yes, I agree with you on that. And the fact, the other thing, Gurus, they just don't hit any shots. LeBron gets these guys wide open shots, and they don't hit it. They don't hit the shots in the paint. They don't hit it the mid range. They don't hit the three. Yeah, and when you go eight of thirty-two on passes assisted from uh, your great guy, your great leader, LeBron James, that doesn't bode well. J.D., I, I don't have too many players that bother me, but i got to ask you this and, and hopefully you have some information. Kendrick Perkins, what the hell was that? I mean, I think the guy's a total punk. He's always been, but why would he get into it on this stage with Steph Curry? Did he stick his foot out to to try to, I don't want to say it, but injure Curry when, when uh, Curry took that shot? Steph and Curry said the whole thing was much ado about nothing. Okay. So he was asked about it. It was actually kind of a funny moment. He said, much ado about nothing. And Clay Thompson was sitting next to him. He said, well, that's a great movie. And Steph oh. kind of laughed and said, sure is. And they kind of kept it moving. Apparently the issue 
was that I guess Perkins was sitting there and he didn't move. Yeah. Like he didn't mm-hmm. stick his foot out or anything, but he didn't move to accommodate Curry. He didn't really have to. Does no. he? Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I he's. Wouldn't. Let me get out the way. I, mean, I hope you make it. NBA Steph. Finals. I mean, what? <laughs> What, are you going to help him up? Especially I mean, that's, that's, a guy like Kendrick Perkins. That's the only reason Kendrick Perkins is on the team, right? To not help a guy up or to get in his way from You know, the I got, I'll say this about Kendrick Perkins. It's too bad that he's kind of become a, a little bit of a laughingstock. Like, because he like was a, six, no, seven he, years running. He was Draymond he was before da- Draymond. He was, damn, he was a damn productive player in his, t- in yeah. his prime. And didn't really do it statistically, but... A great teammate and a great defensive player. And you knew he was on the court. No doubt. No and, doubt. And, I mean, you go back to that 2010 finals, and if he doesn't get injured before game seven, wow, the Celtics yeah. might have won two out of three against the Lakers. True. As it turns out, they split, and the Lakers won against the Magic in the in-between year when they didn't play. But, uh, yeah, no, he was, he was a very good player, but he did at some point – Kind of go shark. off, yeah, yeah. He jumped the shark in a big time way to the point where I mean, he's still hanging on. He's signing with the Cavs. I mean, it's they keep a roster spot open. It's become really, I think, beyond. Hey, the beyond word, a joke. Maybe David West soon. Without this, no, no. no. I mean, I mean, I don't mean. No, David West is always going to be respected. Mm. I think in this league. But what I'm saying is, I was talking to somebody about this tonight. I assume David West is going to retire at the end of this year. But if he doesn't, hey, I'll take him as one of my 15 guys. No doubt about yeah, it. I think he's got a lot more wow. to give than a guy like Kendrick Perkins. I mean, oh, I, no, I, oh yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Is done. I, think, I don't. I mean, I, I would think David West, I mean, he almost retired last year. I had the conversation, obviously, with his family and everything. To me, David West could play another year. I mean, if he wanted to. Uh, not, maybe not necessarily here, and if it's not going to be here, if the Warriors are going to move maybe in a different direction as far as how they shuffle their bigs, then well, then why would it be anywhere? Well, his first half, and even a little bit longer than that, was fabulous. We talked about him as the anchor of the the second team, and how much he's he he's meant solid. to this team. Yeah, no, he's solid, and you can see you can see on a night in night out basis when he plays how. He used to be an all-star. Like you can see the like he he knocks down shots. Just he's very comfortable, and you you think you know, gosh, this guy was really really good. You know, back in the day when he was with New Orleans and he was running. He's still with Chris their all-time Paul leading and, scorer, right? Yeah, it's just, I mean, he he really is smooth. But I mean, you need with any championship team, you need the older veteran guy that even the superstar guys they look up to. You need that sage. You need that that. To where everybody on the team goes, yeah, he's the guy. David West is that leader for this team. And when he came out with the comment, I think it was a few weeks ago, about other NBA locker rooms are not like this one. With these great players and egos, this thing, talking about the Golden State Warriors, the current state of it, would have had problems and turbulence because of egos. And basically, this is not real life. This is not a normal NBA, you know, four guys, future Hall of Famer, Steiny. I mean, a lot of stuff, you know, people can get agitated. He's shooting too much. What happened? To, I got to take less. But it's working here. And for him to come out and say that, I said, he's speaking from experience. Let me play devil's advocate right Al here. Al Pacino. All right. The Warriors have won 67, 73, 67, I don't, 59. They're going to win three out of four titles. 
of course chemistry is going to be good. I mean, it just is. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you, this is the eat. Look, they've got Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson. All right, those guys are going to play. They're the stars. If you ain't one of those guys, all right, fall in line or hit the pike. It's really that simple. You've been here all day, haven't you? But it's true. <laughs> I have. It's, it's so. I have. It is so. It is so. It's so much easier to be together on a good team. Yeah, there's no doubt. Now you might say, well, one of the reasons they're a good team is because they're together. But I would say that. Their talent is really what's getting them But by. what's crazy is that not all championship teams work that way. We can go back to the 72, 73, 74 A's. We can go back to some Yan- each other. We can go back to some Yankee teams and what I've learned over the years. And not all Super Bowl teams have loved each other. But uh, this team's chemistry, the love. And I think that's something that we experienced last year hosting the parade. And we really saw where you saw the GM get up and have wow. a story about everybody. And then the coach got up and had a story about everybody. Uh, most parades don't go like that. They're, that. They really showed you the love that these guys have for each other. All right, it's time for the play of the game, brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Draymond has to go with five pass back to Curry. Curry fumbles it, gets it, checks the clock with three, with two, backs up, shoots a fadeaway rainbow three. Got it! Oh, he hit it! It was a circus shot by Curry! It had no chance! It had no chance of going in! But he nailed it! And the Warriors lead by 14. My goodness. That was insane. That was, I mean, it was incredible. Like, he just chucked it up and all net. The shot of the night and a big question in the post-game press conference for everybody was how demoralizing is that? And, you know, LeBron tried to downplay it a little bit, you know, by saying, look, that's what he does, so you just you take the ball out and you get up the floor and you keep it moving, but <laughs> right, there's right. no way you can just take the ball out and keep it moving when a guy's hitting a shot like that. I mean, I'd want to take the ball and on it into the second deck. <laughs> I, I mean, there's, that. That's there's, awesome. just, there's no. I mean, if I mean, think about that. If you got, if you're playing against that, well, and, I know, mean, it's incredible. But it, but you're playing defense for 23 seconds. You have a hard time getting <laughs> shots to go in the other end. He throws that up. I don't care if he's the greatest shooter in the history of the game, which he probably is. You you make that shot if you're playing That's against awesome. that guy, and you just want to you just want the game to end right there. You well, want to pick that ball up and throw it at him. Yeah. The the other thing is is he makes a shot like that, and you almost have to talk to yourself and say, "Don't act demoralized. Don't act demoralized. Just take the ball out." I mean, you have to think about it because your first reaction is you got to be. Jesus. I mean, it's he. And those the Warriors are, lost killers. two games on the road like that to the Spurs. Uh, Aldridge hoisted one up, and the Pelicans, uh, I believe it was uh, AD that threw one up. So they know what it's like, the one game they lost, to get that at the end of the shot clock. We're doing everything right for it to go in. Well, if you're going to have a play of the game, you got to have the stop of the game. Stop of the game brought to you by Quick Stop Markets. Fill up and load up at Quick Stop. LeBron James catches, pass blocked down by Klay Thompson, grabbed by Curry, bounce pass to Draymond, on the break, right hand slam for Draymond Green, he climbed the ladder and threw it down, and the Cavaliers have to talk it over. Rough night for the Cavs, boys. Rough night for the Cavs. Well, they should be used to it, right? I mean, what what is this now? 
seven out of the last eight for the Warriors in the finals. And they won, didn't they? Warriors won both this series. I mean, this season, right? Yeah. The regular season. Yeah, that, yeah, they beat them on Christmas here and then beat them on the MLK holiday. They don't feel as bad as they do Thursday night after that. So there you go. I mean, that, I don't know if you look at this positively. If you're the Cavs, they they didn't play badly. They were in the game. They were in the game. It was it was closer than a 19 point game. I think we can say that. Uh, at least midway through the third quarter, Ten they're still hanging going into yeah, the fourth. They're still kind of hanging in there. So that's kind of what they have to take to the bank. One thing I'm, I'm sure you guys have talked about because I know you've been on for a while, but just Draymond Green, uh, the quote from him and the soundbite from him on Clay Thompson's toughness tonight uh, uh just Draymond flat out said he didn't think there was any way Clay was playing as of yesterday and uh, you know it just the toughness I mean Clay Thompson is a lot of things but the toughness that he's displayed in the last couple of days is incredible and you know what I totally agree with with everything that they had to say and when I think of toughness and Clay Thompson I also think the toughness of Harlow because Arlo cameras, you can put out on that wall, on your house, anywhere you want to put them. Year-round, it doesn't matter if it's snowing, if it's raining, if it's windy. Now we're going to get into extreme heat. And uh, the Arlo cameras, Matt, are second to none. We've been dealing with it for a while now. And it's just so impressive, this product. The Arlo Pro cameras are second to none. They're terrific, Tony. This is... This is coming to the end of a full season with Arlo because we got him at the beginning of the yeah. year. By the way, charge the battery one time all season I long. I mean, you think about that. They give you extra batteries, but it's, like, <laughs> I mean, it's amazing the battery length because you don't want to go wow. up and get the camera. But uh, I tell you, wire-free, and I'm telling you, the fact that – Basically, your house feels like a fortress. You feel constantly secure because everywhere you look, on your app, you see the cameras. You know every inch of your house, apartment, you name it, inside, outside. You basically know everything that's going on at all times. Plus, they have the cloud storage uh, for seven days free, so you can always go back and look. I I just tell you, it's one of the best devices. You go look at the Yelp reviews. Their Yelp for, uh, reviews are, are through the charts. I mean, um, this is a this is a product that we recommend all Warrior fans and all ninety five seven the game fans that they get. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's a it's been a it's been a great great product, and uh, I mean the thing about it that that I like works indoors, works outdoors. Yeah. It's got two way communication, so you can communicate with somebody in your house if you want to, and like you say, Townie. You, you, you don't have to get up from the couch if you don't like who's at the door. Someone's at my door. I can talk to them through my app. I don't even have to get off the couch. It's yeah. that simple. You go to Arlo.com. That's Arlo.com. Or you can go to Best Buy. Go to Best Buy tomorrow, and you put your hands on the product and check it out. Arlo, second to none, just like the Golden State Warriors. Warriors win 122-103 to 103. Tuesday night. I want a full report of Brewers Indians. Yeah. That you'll be at that game. Flyer Absolutely. Mile. So you come oh, really? with me Will after you? that, and we'll break the. We'll get. We'll do a little preview yeah, of uh, nice. game uh, game three from Cleveland on Wednesday. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking. Is that a six it. o'clock start again? That is a six o'clock start Wednesday and Friday. So nine o'clock in Cleveland, which I absolutely love. I know that's. I, I know you're. That's looking, so 
Weird. He, he wouldn't think that I would like that. No, which I don't. I absolutely love it. I don't it. like my finals games on nine, Friday. Give me a 9 o'clock start. I love it. All right, so we will talk to you, J.D. We'll be on at 4.30. J.D., you'll join us from Cleveland, and uh, hopefully with another Warriors win. Warriors up 2 nothing in the NBA Finals with the win today, 122-103. to Make sure you listen to 95.7 The Game all day long. We'll have you covered right here talking Warriors basketball on the home of the Warriors. That's 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.